Hey, hey, this is episode 20, Control. This podcast is for parents that want solutions, not just sympathy for the many personal struggles that come with raising children with special needs. Welcome to Parents Have Special Needs Too, and I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. It has been a crazy week around here. We um, are making some big life changes for our little family. We are moving from the beautiful area in Missouri all the way over to the lovely mountains of Arizona. And it is been stressful and exciting and just overall going to be a bittersweet experience. And so that's happening for us over the next couple of weeks. And um, we're excited for the new opportunities that come, right? And that is something that often happens with moves like this is that you have great things about moving, things about moving that are sad, people you're going to miss, places you're going to miss and the like. So as I have been thinking about this, Uh, process that we're going through and how it's going to affect our family. Oftentimes I find myself getting overwhelmed or getting stressed um, about the whole moving process and everything that comes with it. And so today I wanted to talk about control and how that plays into being able to manage ourselves, but also experience things the way we want to experience or when we're feeling out of control or stressed or frustrated what can we do about that right that's where I like to go with a lot of these things is what do I actually what is actually in my control and what can I actually manage and then what are the things out of my control and am I willing to let those go and let me tell you that's a freeing place to be And not just with the life circumstances like moving, but especially in relationships, right? And when we have a relationship with our child and and their disability, what can we do there and what can't we do there? So that we can gauge if we are feeling like we're showing up as the parent we want to be without being mean to ourselves when things don't turn out the way that we think that they should. So let's dive into it. All right, let's talk about what control actually is. Like what's the definition of control? Okay, just on the online world. Control is to exercise restraint or direction over. And that's where it stops. So I'll probably add over a person or circumstance or situation, right? When we're trying to, well, control it. Now, control has two sides to it. The side that benefits us and the side that doesn't. So if there's a main takeaway from this, I hope it it's this, is that control only benefits you when you put your energy into the areas where you actually have control. And a good indicator to let you know if you're functioning in an area where you have control is the feeling of empowerment, right? Or some other positive emotion like that. 
All right, so your main areas that you have control over in your life are going to be your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Your results, how you show up in the world, your perspectives of the world, you. That's where you have the most powerful control. And maybe you don't always feel like you're in control. You might feel out of control often, right? And that's a different matter. But this is the area where you can exercise control to your benefit, okay? And learning to, to exercise control or, or having a level of self-mastery is a skill. So even if you're feeling like, I don't have much control in that area, It's something that is learned and something that you can learn. All right, so where do you not have control? And there's really just two areas, at least that I can think of, and that is other people and circumstances that are outside of your control. Things that you cannot do anything about. So that might look like your spouse, your kids, your friends, your family members, your mother, your father, your in-laws, your boss, other people. And circumstances is a bit more of a gray area where you looking at it will be able to assess, okay, this is something that I can control right now or something that I cannot. Okay, so I'll leave that part up to you. So how can we use control to our advantage? And there's really just three points that I'm going to hit on today, even though this is a topic that we could really delve deep into and get kind of down to the nitty gritty. But today we're just going to kind of do surface level stuff. Okay, so number one, know where you have the power of control and where you don't. And we've just talked about some of those things, right? And so a good question to ask when trying to evaluate what do I have control over right now is, can I do something about this circumstantially? Okay, can I do something about this? Or can I do something about this without violating someone else's freedom, right? We don't want to ever get into the realm of forcing someone to do something or trying to make something work that's not working because it's outside of our control, outside of our thoughts, our feelings, and our behaviors, okay? All right, number two is um, put your energy into the areas that you can control, right? This is a huge reason why control is on your side, why it can be an advantage for you. So when you are find yourself in a situation where you're starting to feel frustrated, overwhelmed, out of control, bring it back home to, okay, what can I do in this area? Where could I put my energy that it would be most effective? Let's start with my perspective of the situation or the person. Let's start with how I'm behaving and showing up. Let's start with how I'm feeling. And if I can address those things, then I can gain some control and momentum in my favor in order to show up in a way that would be more beneficial and effective for everybody involved. 
All right, and number three is going to be stop putting energy into people and things that I can't control. Okay, so you likely have influence in several of these areas, right? We influence our spouses and our kids and our family, and we all do to each other, right? And there's many ways that that's really great and helps to build us and build our relationships. And there's many ways that it doesn't. Okay, so you want to be thoughtful and aware of what you might be doing that's influencing those around you or how they might be trying to influence you and whether that's something that you want to accept and receive into your life. I just want to hit a little bit more on this point of influence versus control. Um, Because sometimes we feel like, especially with the people that we live with, our spouse and our kids mostly, um, is that sometimes we do feel like we have control, right? It's like if I tell them to do something, they do something. Or we're having that they comply a lot, right? And this is what we do with our kids a lot is try to get them to comply to what we need them or ask them to do. And there's many situations in which this is appropriate, right? And um, when we know better for them, we're trying to regulate and help them learn different aspects of living appropriately in the family and, you know, at, in society. But there are other situations where we're just trying to control them so that we can feel better about our life. And those are the things that you really, really want to be aware of. All right, so let's put this through an example. So right now, as you've probably heard over several of my podcasts, we are working with Elizabeth on communication and we're trying to help her because she's currently um, not using full sentences. She's not completely nonverbal. She was, but now we have specific noises. She's differentiating her speech and things like that, doing some signing, but we still don't have full-on sentences. And mentally, she is capable of understanding and being able to communicate that as far as like, I can think about the thing I want, but I don't know how to get my mouth to say the words yet. And so what we're using is a picture communication system on her iPad, which is um, she touches the picture to show us what she wants. So we come across this situation multiple times a day. And so I've had multiple experiences with this same exact situation. In one situation, I find myself getting frustrated because I know she's trying to communicate something to me. She's making eye contact. She is moving her mouth. She's making sounds. She's pointing and I'm looking at her and I have no idea what she's saying. And I'll just sit there and, and ask questions and try to guess and try to figure out what is it, what is it she's trying to say? And then she starts to get whiny and frustrated and I start to get frustrated. And the result for us is not being able to communicate. So we just kind of drop it, right? She just moves on and I move on, but we're not able to make progression in our skills of communicating with each other. I will often leave this kind of a situation feeling a little defeated and frustrated where it's like, man, like I wish that we could just communicate better, but I feel like it's just too much work and too much effort to always get out the iPad and pull up the app and figure it out, right? It's really not that big of a deal, right? But even the smallest things sometimes just feel overwhelming when you pile it all on top of the other things that you're already doing, right? And that's okay. 
Now on my better days, when she approaches me and is trying to communicate something that she wants and she doesn't know a sign for it or doesn't have a specific sound for it, where do I have my control? Okay, I can't make her speak and communicate more clearly. But what I can do is I can go grab her iPad. I could pull up the app. I could pull up the pictures and offer them to her. And then if she's willing, she will point at the pictures to communicate what it is she wants. Or she'll, no, that's not what I want. And then we can move on from there, trying to figure it out using the pictures and teaching her how to use them, how to get into the app, how to navigate that system so that she can have a bigger skill set to communicate. So me as the teacher, creating the iPad, opening it up, helping her practice, I can control those things. Her involvement in practicing is something I cannot control. So I can only teach her as far as she is willing to be a learner. All right, that's just a small example. But in this example, we're just able to see where I have control, right? Just me getting the iPad, helping her communicate by being the teacher, teaching her. And I put my energy there instead of feeling frustrated that I don't understand what she's saying. I can put my energy into helping her learn the skills, right? And it doesn't mean that we won't experience frustration in the process of learning, but that it won't be because you're trying to control her outcomes. All right, so let's review the steps again. How can you use control to your advantage? Know where you have power to control things and where you don't. Put your energy into the areas that you can control and then don't invest any energy in the areas where you don't have control. Okay, and remember, if you're having a hard time figuring out where do I do and where do I don't have control, disempowering emotions will be a really good indicator. Feeling resentment, feeling frustrated or overwhelmed, feeling other disempowering emotions, okay? So just raise your awareness a little bit like we've talked about in some of the past podcasts and you'll be able to figure out so much there and take back your power and your control because there is a time and a place for that and it's in you. All right. Thanks so much for being here. If you guys are enjoying what you are hearing, please share it with your friends and family. Leave me a review and I will be back again next week. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back next Friday with another podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Take care.